0: Hi, this is Sassy Steffi, and you are listening to the Oversell Podcast. And if
1: you turn that dial, I'll make you kiss my sass. It is episode 53, and we're talking to Brandon S.B. Espinosa on the Oversell Podcast. Oversell podcast. My name is Derek. I am Mike. And we are here to talk some professional wrestling. Mike, does it look different in here to you?
0: We're missing someone.
1: We're missing Dan, but something's different, right? Oh, yeah. We're on our brand new podcast host at Blog Talk Radio. BlogtalkRadio.com. Thank you so much for having us on. We're part of the Shark Dropper Network. All those great guys, Kyle, Nick, Jonathan, Robert, all those great guys over at Shark Dropper sent us an invitation to join their network, and now we are. So thank you to those guys. Be sure to check out Shark Dropper Studios at Blog Talk Radio, where you can now find this podcast.
0: We're moving up in the
1: world. I know. We are. I'm really excited about this move. A lot of people visit Blog Talk Radio, and we're glad to have you here listening to the Oversell podcast. Um, it's no change to you. We're still going to be at that same iTunes address. So go ahead and subscribe. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Nothing was changed as far as you're in. We're just on a brand-new Podcast host, Blog Talk Radio, and we're really excited. Yes, also, be sure you're following us on Twitter. We are at Oversell Podcast, and I am at Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K, Oversell. Also, Facebook.com slash Oversell Podcast.
0: At WolfMike23, and I actually tweeted something the other day.
1: What did you tweet the other day?
0: I went and saw Civil War.
1: I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's amazing. I wanna, I'll want to. be seeing it tomorrow I'm right?
0: I'm still weak in the knees from watching it.
1: Well... I'm I'm pretty sure I'll be weak at the ankles. I got no I don't know. Yeah. Is that worse? Well weak at the hips?
0: Well, that depends on what you're doing there, I no. guess. Okay. We won't go there. <laughs> we won't go
1: there. Um but it, also oversellpodcast.com dot com is the website. Be sure to head over there and check out the Amazon link at the right underneath the player on the main page and shop, shop, shop until you drop, drop, drop. There's and then no, once
0: you get back up, shop some more.
1: There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees. There's nothing like that. All you have to do is shop on Amazon like you're going to do through oversellpodcast.com and we will get a kickback on anything that's made and, you know, help us get new mics, mic stands, help me clean up this cluttered table we have to podcast on. And,
0: and those are new microphones. We're not trying to get another mic because <laughs> I'm not holding up my end of the bargain.
1: No, no. It's not that at all. Okay. It's not that at all. It's not that at all. At least not that I'm aware of. So Mike, feels like forever since we've talked, uh, last show we had was the Tuesday before payback.
0: Yeah, a little over two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, uh, we can go over payback briefly. I don't want to have to do a, ma- uh, a match by match, hold by hold, everything. But overall, the if you watch the pay per view, if you take out the tag match at the front, it was a it was an awesome show. It
0: was a great show.
1: It was a great show. Now you now what that tag team match I think slowed everything down. Yeah, and it, and it, you know there's a lot of rewrites probably that had to happen and stuff like that. So. I bet you that they made that they extended that Vince Shane Stephanie a little bit. Oh yeah, they added segment to. a little bit, you know, in some of the matches but you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'll give them so much credit. They came in after that Enzo injury and I, they got the crowd back. Man, they had an exciting match. That
0: match was oh, that was great. I
1: mean, I thought the I thought the main event was good. Uh yeah. I, I, you know, we was, knew
0: there was going to be interference. We knew people were going to run in and but it did It told the story like we expected.
1: Yep, yep, and it's it's it it, it was what it was. But I, you know, a lot of people may may have been dumping on it because it said that it was slow or something like that. But
0: and they're still complaining that you know AJ didn't win. But yeah,
1: you did. I had no expectations of AJ winning that match. No, not yet.
0: As much as they're trying to push Roman Reigns down everybody's throat, they're not going to let him win and then drop the title a month later.
1: You know, I saw someone, I don't know if it was a Facebook group I'm in or something like that. Someone posted um, a video of Roman Reigns cutting a heel promo while he was in NXT. He was in a suit, tie. He was really talking down to the guy interviewing. Him. I'm like, this is what you should be doing with the guy. It was like, it, it was a great heel promo. Like, Reigns, like, finally, his phone rang. He's like, I'll talk to you later. I'm like, but (laughs) that's like, if you want Reigns to be a heel, let him just do that. You know what it was? It was someone not writing promos for him. Right. They said, go out and do this. He did it, and it it worked perfectly. I mean, seeing Roman Reigns in a suit with ponytail and sunglasses, I mean, it was just.
0: But this whole Reigns and Styles feud is is weird Mm -hmm. because, you know, the club, they came in. And you know they're obviously supposed to be heels, but all the the smart marks know you know they cheer them because that's what they wanted to do. Roman Reigns is supposed to be your big baby face champion right now with the Usos, but they're getting booed out of the building every time. Usos are getting booed just because they're, they're with Reigns. F- yeah, yeah. And AJ is supposed to, I guess you would, he would technically supposed to be a heel with you know the club. And feuding well, against the baby face we don't but, know
1: what he's what his role is with the club yet i mean he's still i think he's a face i think he's brought in as a baby face
0: he's going to get cheered regardless right but right you know typically you know what your' what history shows is you know in professional wrestling, especially in w w e you have a clear cut face, you have a clear cut heel right, but now the fans kind of hijack shows and cheer and boo whoever they want, which you know they're supposed to. They they're supposed to do that, but it just makes this whole feud odd.
1: Yeah, and now what is it? What are they going to do in Extreme Rules now? It's going to be the club versus Reigns, and oh no, it's a rematch, right? Yeah,
0: it's just a rematch, but it's in Extreme Rules, so, so you know they're going to you know, be anything, involved. Yeah, everybody's going to be involved.
1: It's, and I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm excited.
0: But that was actually a good match they had on Raw the the six man elimination.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm tired of seeing. Gallows and Anderson being taken out by just Reigns. Yeah. They need to be a little more dominant. Speaking of dominance, did you happen to get to see um, Global Wars? No. Did you see the ending? No. At least.
0: I haven't seen anything of it.
1: Okay, dude. So... I don't know if you know this, Bullet Club got a new member. Okay,
0: no, okay, wait, I did see that part. I saw that video on Facebook, actually, today. Where where Adam Cole yeah. joined the Bullet Club? Yeah. Like, I, I didn't get to watch the whole Young show Bucks either. Young Bucks came out, and the lights went out, and all, yeah,
1: yeah, I saw all that. My name is Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. And that was very reminiscent of 90s MWO coming in, taking over. It, it reminded me with the, you know, the 51 super kicks they threw around, which right. is the actual count. <laughs> um but it, it it reminded that reminded me of Nexus mm-hmm. when they came in and th- that Nexus run that fir- when they first came in and just destroyed everything. That was like a what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because they
0: literally destroyed everything. Yeah,
1: and that's what that's what uh, the Bucks, the Gorillas of Destiny, and Adam Cole did. They just destroyed everything. Yeah. Both the announcers got super kicked, Steve Carino and Kevin Kelly. Camera guys got super kicked. <laughs> Security guys got super kicked. Taylor. Nobody,
0: nobody got choked with a wire. though. Nope, okay. No, no,
1: I no. Mean, there was no other move. Well, no, I take it back. There's a powerbomb through a table from the Gorillas of Destiny to somebody. I mean, it was just that kind of stuff. Like, that's how you book a stable, right? How you book them strong, and how WWE needs to do. Gallows and Anderson just need, like, that first, when they first debuted, perfect. Yeah. They came in and just destroyed. They uh, did the exactly Usos. what
0: you thought they were going to do.
1: Ta- and then they do a tag match, and WWE's got to stop doing this 50-50 stuff. You know, they need to come in. Now, I know they had a uh, match on SmackDown Gallows and Anderson did, and I'm pretty sure they took two boys that, you know, they took Mike Smith and John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> the Smith brothers. Yeah, yeah, the Smith brothers. They took them and
0: – They're rising up in the ranks.
1: Yeah, well, anyway. Anyway, Um but yeah, you know it's really. I I just want to see a little more dominance from it.
0: But they're also they've they've got to protect Reigns. I mean yeah. they can't have your champ looking weak and when he's supposed to be the face. If well, he's yeah, heel, but, if he's full blown heel, that's fine.
1: But two guys beating up. I don't, I wouldn't say two guys beating up. It's a game of numbers. That doesn't make you look weak. I mean you're just one, yeah. you're one man. Right. Right. I mean, I, I'm tired of. Uh, you know this, this is supposed to be we're in the reality era or whatever. The reality the, the, PG the, era, yeah.
0: No, they're just calling it the new era right yeah. now. baby. so
1: there are no supermen. I mean, John, you know, John Cena, Roman Reigns. I hate that kind of character. If you five guys in the ring beating on you, you better not get a single offensive move in. Yeah. And if you do,
0: the days of Hulk Hogan are gone.
1: Yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. But you know, payback was great. <clears throat> Raw. This I thought this past Raw was really good. Yeah. Um. You know, big cast. I thought he delivered. Without
0: he's, Enzo, he's stepping up.
1: That look, and I
0: love how they're giving him a chance. They're right. still bringing him out. They're not okay. His tag team partner's down, so you're you're shelved until he comes back.
1: Well, I think I think the plan all along when they came up was eventually Enzo's just going to be a Mike guy for Big Cass. Yeah, I think that's part of the plan. They brought him up as a tag team, but eventually,
0: and depending on how this concussion goes, that may happen sooner than later. Because right, right. they they're really weary of of putting guys out there once they've had a concussion.
1: And that look, Chris Jericho, that whole sequence (laughs) where Big Cass grabs the mic and just pushes it down. Just slowly pushed it down. And that look on Chris Jericho's face, that segment was incredible. I loved every minute of it. And I think, you know, people, Big Cass really doesn't know what he's doing on the mic. He's being himself. Yeah. Like, if you listen to him on the Stone Cold podcast, the guy you heard talking in the ring was the exact same guy you heard on the podcast.
0: And also, there you know a lot of people say that about Big Cass because he's paired with Enzo Amore, one of yeah, you know, I mean. probably the <laughs> best person on the mic currently. The best hype.
1: Hi- I'll say this: there's probably better mic workers. He's the best hype guy. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. When and when he comes out, I'm ready. But I mean, I'm all ready. right,
0: all right. But but currently on WWE roster, is there anybody better on the mic than him right
1: now? Yes. Who? Chris Jericho. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens.
0: Okay. I'll... Dolph Ziggler's I'd say still, they're about. I'd, I'd say they're about even.
1: Dolph Ziggler, I would say, is better on the mic whenever he gets a chance to talk. Uh, the Miz, you know, Miz gets good heat. Yeah. He's good on the mic. But as far as that style goes of, you know, coming out there and getting you pumped up for a match, yeah, Enzo's top notch. So... What else happened on Raw this week? Um, we're getting what? Uh, we got a three, our uh, triple threat for the IC title at Extreme Rules between Kevin Owens or is it a four way?
0: It's four way now. Sami Zayn won against the Miz, so, so he's, he's in. He's in. Now it's a fatal four way for the IC title. And it's Kevin
1: Owens, Miz, Cesaro, Cesaro, and Sami, and Sami Zayn. Zayn. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be. Extreme rules? That should steal the show. Is there going to be any stipulation (coughs) other than?
0: I think it's just Fatal 4-Way. But, you know, Fatal 4-Way, there's no disqualifications anyway. Okay. No count-outs or anything.
1: Speaking of no DQ and all that stuff, I saw some dude try to tweet at a a ref like, well, it was a no DQ match, so why did he have to let go of the ropes? Like, or why did he have to let go when he? Right, right. Why did a rope count-out, or why did a rope break stop a? count out, i was like well it's not a false count anywhere it's a no dq match so i guess when they have all these different types of matches there are actual yeah different rules in between them which is one of the things there's a few i so.
0: guess yeah but it's still ridiculous when they try to pull that you know you want a street fight a no disqualification yeah or a a memphis brawl
1: yeah you know a match i would like to see brought back texas death match okay when was the last time we saw a good Texas Death Match?
0: We haven't even heard of one since Stone, Stone Cold, Cold mentioned, mentioned it. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I also somebody. I, I still want a War Games match. Yeah, that's. I think, man. Just imagine this: SummerSlam, not SummerSlam, Survivor, Survivor Series. Survivor Series, definitely. A Shield reunion versus the Club in in a War Games match.
0: And is the is the Club gonna grow?
1: You know, George, uh, who is surprisingly not in our chat room. Oh, wait. He is in the chat room now. Hey, George. Um, me, he asked me that the other day. If you could add two members to the club other than Balor or, St- you know, other than Balor, who would it be? Two different members.
0: Two different members. <sighs> All right. If I was booking it, I'm thinking, And there's so, so many people now. I think Cesaro would be a good fit.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. <coughs>
0: And I really think you need, I really think you need a, a chick in there too.
1: The, when he the first two names that popped in my head when he asked me that were Becky Lynch and Baron Corbin.
0: The lone wolf joining the club. Yeah, dude. Well,
1: <laughs> I, you know that lone wolf gimmick. I'd rather him. I don't like the lone wolf name with him. I'd like to see if if they gave him the indie killer. Now that would be crazy. Yeah, I'd love the in, the indie killer Baron Corbin, the indie killer <laughs> Baron Corbin. <laughs> but anyway, I just he could be a good muscle for them. You know, you have you you have the Gallows and Anderson; they'd be your tag champs. You know, you have your leader in AJ or Balor, depending on how they do that. You know, right. you could give Baron Corbin, you know, a mid card title.
0: I could see Randy Orton fitting with that too.
1: Yeah. Eh
0: just because of because of his persona. Uh,
1: uh I don't know if I I, I don't know. I, I rant could be cuz who would be the leader then? Who cares? You don't need a leader mm. at that point. Yeah, y- <laughs> you you always want the leader of a stable. You know, the Bullet Club has Kenny Omega, <laughs> NWO had Hogan.
0: Well, if it's <laughs> if it's WWE, they're going to have one of their guys that they built come in and be the leader.
1: What if what if Seth Rollins came back and led the club?
0: Then the club would be full on face, <laughs> especially if Roman Reigns still has the title, because they that feud would go on forever. Right.
1: It was just a thought. I don't. I know they probably won't do that because the pop that Seth oh, Rollins yeah. is going to get is it's going to blow the roof off of a place. And
0: he's supposed to be back within the next month.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'm really supposed excited. to be. Uh, I think he, th-
0: he's supposed to be back. Cena's already announced he's coming back uh, Memorial Day. Right, right. Uh, Randy Orton's supposed to be back, and Bray Wyatt. I said Bray Wyatt. Uh, he may be back in the next few weeks, but he probably still won't wrestle for a couple weeks after that.
1: Yet, I want these guys to return when they have something completely special for them. Yeah, like if if Reigns beats AJ another, you know, at Extreme Rules again, which probably is going to happen. AJ come, Reigns is like, there's no one out there that can stop me. You know, <laughs> Seth Rollins comes out, and he's holding a belt, too. He's holding his belt. And Roman Reigns, I never lost this belt. I am still the un- – I am the uncrowned champion, and I but I've got the title right here, and that sets up – Yeah. That, and that's going to be – that would be a phenomenal program that could take you into SummerSlam.
0: Oh, easy. I mean, that, that covers the summer right there.
1: Yeah. What do you think John Cena comes back and does?
0: I don't know. I mean, does he does he go back into I mean, does he immediately come in and, you know, feud with Del Rio again since, you know, Del Rio's the one that put him out,
1: wasn't yeah, it? I guess.
0: Or I mean, that's that's the easy safe bet because I mean, Del Rio's not doing shit right now. Or does he immediately throw himself into the the championship picture?
1: Yeah. Hm. I wonder, who, it depends. What if Kevin Owens wins the IC title and John Cena comes in and starts going after him for that?
0: It's possible, because that's one title that Cena's never held. He's never held the Intercontinental. I did not know that.
1: I never realized that. Yeah. Wow. Um, Will in the chat room says they should put Ryder in the club. Add, <laughs> and break <laughs> up the the hype bros. <laughs> bring Mojo in, too. <laughs> yeah. No, no, don't bring Mojo in. I, I, do we like Mojo, Raleigh? I like Mojo. He's all right. I mean, he is what he is. I, don't, I see that. I think that gimmick he has has a real low ceiling.
0: I I think his finisher sucks.
1: But well, speaking of sucky finishers, I tell and who has a low ceiling? No way, Jose! I can <laughs> I, I I hate <laughs> that guy.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen him. I've seen his two what's two matches now. I the crowd gets behind him, but I think it's just because of the whole dancing music thing. Yeah, it's I mean, something they, to do. They got behind Fandango when he came out. But yeah.
1: did I hear Fandango and Tyler Breeze are possibly mm-hmm. going to become a tag team now? I think on SmackDown well, a sm- SmackDown something happened between Fandango and Gold and something Well and- I don't know.
0: You know, they were they were trying to do Truth and Gold Dust.
1: And how funny is it that Truth's selfie stick is a branch it's with a, a phone? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Truth, he's he's got the great comic relief. He he's got the funny part down. And speaking of which, it's it's kind of related uh, uh, I guess it was not this past Raw, but the Raw before. Tyler Breeze won a match. Yeah. On crazy, Raw. crazy. I don't think he's won. In months.
1: Me neither. Me neither. It's just crazy. Our truth has a fucking stick with a phone duct tape to it. Yeah. Uh, But I think... Pull up the SmackDown spoilers. Because I think they broke something up. And, like, Fandango and Tyler Breeze would actually be a pretty good pairing in my book.
0: Yeah. But, you know, they were... He was teaming with Gold Dust right. at least for the past well, couple weeks. You know, of weeks, uh,
1: you know they're going to do this whole. Eventually, Golden Truth is going to become a tag team. Can we say again? Because where they tag team? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, where are they at? But I think something happened, and Fondango attacked Gold Dust. Tyler Breeze attacked Dark Truth, or something like that. I don't know. I also could have been. Drunk or something. I'm still trying to find it on here. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to say I'm still kind of drunk too. <laughs> it's been one of those days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll have to find it. It's not. A, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
1: <laughs> Will said, "I see. I can see Ziggler being the leader of the club." <laughs> and George says, "Let Dominican fondango live." <laughs> 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 he, the f- one thing that pisses me off about No Way Jose is. His finisher is a blatant steal from a signature move of a Kushida's. Kushida does the big wind-up and the punch. Right. And it's awesome when he does it because Kushida's the fucking man. Like, if you ask me right now who is your favorite overall wrestler in the world, I'm going to say Kushida. That dude is just incredible. You're bull- I, I don't... What?
0: I don't know who I would say. Like, now that you've thrown that out there... I mean I'd probably say Okada just because dude, he's I, like the new I, I, dude to me really. I mean I, I know he's been in new it for ja- years.
1: Is New Japan just not awesome? It It's it's It is a
0: I I put it as a, it is a damn great wrestling product.
1: Yes, it's a, it's the it's about the sport of professional wrestling. Right. Have you checked out New Japan World at all? Not really. We no. uh, we got the account. Yeah. You got to <laughs> check it out, man. I promise you. Now, the one crazy thing about New Japan is their shows run for, like, four hours at a time. Right. So, you know, over a couple days. they you know, like a typical Raw. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: WrestleMania was six
1: damn hours when you look at it. Yeah. Anyway, you got the SmackDown spoilers?
0: Uh, all it says is, it doesn't go into detail, but uh, R-Truth and Tyler Breeze defeated
1: Fandango and Goldust. I think after the match, Fandango attacked Goldust or something like that. So, we'll move on. Uh, NXT this week... Uh, Will in the chat room. How do you watch New Japan? Uh, there you can go to you, you can Google it, and it's NJPW World. It's uh nine hundred and ninety nine yen, which comes out to about eight bucks and some change. And you get content. You get so much content with New Japan World.
0: It's get, like the WWE Network, only their version of it. And basically,
1: if you get it, go back and watch Wrestle Kingdom Nine because that was an incredible wrestling show. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom Ten. Uh, You know, you can watch a G1 Climax, Battle of Super Juniors, all that stuff. I've gotten my buddy Fred at the K-Fabe Connection and Shaggy. You know, we do um, Tales from the Mark side together at the letter K-F-A-B-E Connection at Shaggy Black, both on Twitter. Go follow them. Tell them I told you to do it. But those guys, man, they got me into more wrestling outside of the WWE. And once you go outside the WWE, there's so many good options. There's ROH, there's NJPW, there's Lucha Underground. Lucha Underground is so much fun to watch,
0: and each one is a total different experience. Yeah, and
1: that's and you know, I I I want it, I need to start ordering PWG DVDs because I have a feeling with some of the releases that happen, mm-hmm. you're gonna see Damian Sandow go out to PWG, and I already know who he should go into a match with because it would. I could just see these guys working well off each other and stuff like that. I. Just imagine a program with Damian Sandal versus Joey Ryan. <laughs> it would be awesome. Those two, that you know, they're swarmy, they're snarky, and stuff like that. And right. They, I think, they would just play off each other perfectly. And it's going to happen. Damian Sandal's already booked on a Global Force Wrestling show, taking on uh, Colt Cabana. Yeah. I mean, he's out of the releases. I think he's going to have the he's
0: going to have the best run. Well, he's going to have you know, the easiest WWE. time. He'll be
1: back in the WWE. Yeah. He needs to. He'll go. I see him working PWG, maybe ROH. Uh you know, possibly even Lucha, because usually they like to scoop up stars after they get released from a promotion. Like yeah. Sa- when Sammy Callahan was released from NXT, instantly it was like a day later, he's like, season three of Lucha Underground. Yeah. Sammy <laughs> Callahan. Like, yes, that's awesome. And there's so many ways to watch Lucha Underground. You got Sling T V for twenty bucks a month. It has the L Ray network. You have uh it's on iTunes now. Mm-hmm. Uh I think they, they, hopefully I heard something that they may be getting on Netflix.
0: Yeah, there's there rumors that they were going to be putting at least I mean, at least the first season on Netflix, but they haven't said when.
1: They everyone is a star in Lucha Underground. Um, did you hear about this match they had? La- not this past episode, the episode before. No, they had a No Mas match between Sexy Star and Mariposa. Okay, M- Mariposa. I don't. I'm trying not to sound so so. Su- <laughs> Mariposa, <laughs> but. These chicks went all over the arena. They went up to a scaffolding and were fighting. You know, Mar- Sexy Star's face was bloodied. I mean, this is probably one of the best, not just women's matches I've seen as far as a story told in the ring, but ever. And Mariposa, the point of the match is an I quit match, but you have to get your opponent to say no mas. Right. At one point, Mariposa had Sexy Star in a hold. And sexy star was not giving up, and she said very loudly, F you, Mariposa, (laughs) a couple of times. And then she ended up winning the match and attacking her afterwards. And like Marty the Moth got involved, and Marty the Moth is one of my favorite characters in Lucha Underground because he's so damn creepy. Um, Black Mac, he's awesome, you know, he works a lot like Stone Cold. He actually does a stunner as a finisher and stuff like that, but. Mm (laughs) <laughs> they tell great stories over in Lucha Underground. It's so much fun to watch.
0: Now, now speaking of creepy, okay, have you watched or do you watch at all TNA?
1: You're gonna you're gonna talk. You're, what's the name of that group? Decay. Decay. Yeah, I don't like Decay. I've seen them a little bit. I don't like them. I don't like them either. You know why? Why? I think they stole part of their gimmick from a friend of this show, uh, the Great Cheyenne.
0: Okay, I can see that.
1: Yeah, I think she, I don't, and I don't like that. I just don't like it
0: whenever they're on I don't care Mm -hmm. you know at first like I watched it the first couple weeks that they started coming out or at least the first couple weeks that I saw them because of the switch to pop and just now getting that right but I understand they're supposed to be the creepy and you know weirdly dominant but I don't know I don't know if it just doesn't come off on TV well or if Right, I just don't like it just because of my tastes, but Crazy Steve, I mean, it's nice that they brought up yeah, like- Crazy Steve, because I mean, he's always been just kind of a, a lower mid-card background guy on TNA, but I do kind of like how they have changed him up, you know, went darker with him, and he's actually getting a little mic time now, because he speaks now, and
1: I cannot take anyone <laughs> seriously that calls themselves Crazy Steve. <laughs> to me, that's who you call like the weird dude that's talking to himself walking down the road. That's Who's that? Oh, that's old yeah, Crazy, Crazy Steve. Steve. We give him a couple of bucks every now and then. I gave him Tree Fitty one time.
0: Um, but it's it was also weird when they took the mask off of Abyss and now he's just wearing the face paint.
1: Hmm, I didn't know that either. Yeah,
0: they just did that, Like I think it was last week. He no longer has... They, they did this whole crazy ritual where, like, she, uh, Rosemary was like, yeah, this is, like, I forgot what they said. It was something, again, to, like, the rebirth or something like that. And it's this long backstage promo that seemed to take forever. But she's, like, you know, talking to Crazy Steve. It's like, are you ready for it? Are you ready? And, like, it kind of pulls in on him as a close-up. And she walks off. And then when she comes back, she spits this weird stuff, like, in his face and mouth. Hmm. And then – she does the same thing. She takes the mask off of Abyss and then does the same thing to him. And then they come out and they've got different like face See, paint and
1: well, the, and that's a rip off of Lucha Underground because Katrina, who is the manager of Mil Muertes, mm-hmm. she licks her victims. Oh, okay, the lick of death, and she does it after whenever Mil Muertes does something. They they had a I haven't gotten to watch all of Lucha Underground yet. They had a, what's called a graver consequences match, and it's basically a casket match. Okay. Matanza Cueto threw Mil Muertes into a thing and Mil Muertes jammed the door so it couldn't shut it on his foot. And this is the coolest looking thing. Matanza's trying to get him to shut it and his hand busts through the uh, the casket and grabbed Matanza by the mask. And it was, I was like, this is so, it's so damn cool! <laughs> I mean, it, Lucha Underground is just such a fun... And jo- like George says, I don't get a lot of things that go on in TNA. I just don't. So... Is is Rosemary – is that Daphne from WCW? Is that the same person?
0: I'm not sure. Okay. It may be. I don't – I just know where is Rosemary now. Because yeah. I, I can't even – like, she's got the weird kind of clown face paint on, so it's hard to, like, picture her without that.
1: Did you hear so. about – speaking of TNA, did you hear what uh, Ethan Carter III did this past weekend?
0: Oh, when he uh, – Showed up at Evolve? Yeah, I heard about that.
1: That's interesting that TNA is a TNA guy showed up in Evolve, which is has like a working relationship with
0: WWE. With WWE, right WWE
1: and EC, you know, it's a very weird situation. George in the chat room says, "Explain what Grotto is supposed to be." <laughs> I'll let you do it. I've never watched and I don't. I don't watch <laughs> TNA. All
0: right, Grado came in. Apparently, they had you know British boot camp, which was kind of there tough enough, I think, but they they did it over in Britain, obviously. And, from what I know, Al Snow was kind of running that just like he did tough enough, and I think Grado, if he didn't win, he was one of the top ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. so when they brought him in, you know huge fan favorite i mean he comes out to like i think he's the one that comes out to like a prayer yes oh, yeah i okay. knew i knew I did yeah. know that about the guy uh and him and <laughs> Him and Al Snow feuded for a while, on and off. I mean, it's hard to tell how long it is with TNA because they, you know, their their taping schedule is so weird. But now he's changed. At some point, when I didn't get to watch it because of the change of channels or whatever, he became somebody else. I don't remember what his name is now. I think it's just like Grado backwards or something. Okay. But again, I don't watch TNA religiously I'll kind of skim through it and when I see somebody I like I'll watch it but like if the K comes on I don't watch anymore yeah so
1: yeah you know I think I've tried to watch five minutes of it I'm like this is just
0: I mean I, I do really like EC3 well,
1: I, I really like EC3 he's the one exception
0: and Mike Bennett is amazing him and yeah. Maria they've they've totally come in and just reset everything.
1: Yeah, I do lo- I I, lo- I love them when they were in the kingdom. Yeah. Um and I was I was kind of hoping for somehow some way the kingdom would make it to um NXT. Cuz that would give the get that would give NXT a good stable to have, which that's one thing NXT needs. I watched yeah. I watched NXT this week and I want to tell you something that is the difference between NXT in the main roster, Finn Balor made his return to NXT to TV this week. Opened up the show, cutting a promo, and you, you, you knew just from looking at him losing that title. Just that title meant the world to him. Right. I don't get that feeling with Roman Reigns on the main roster. I don't get that feel when he lost it. It just didn't seem like he had a fire enough to go get it again. You know. I, I just it just felt so differently with Finn Balor. Yeah. But he went on to have a match at the end with Elias Sampson. I'm not a big Elias Sampson guy, but he got over as a heel that night. He interrupted in the first promo. He came in, interrupted, and played a song. And he was get and it wasn't like X Pac Go Home Heat. He was just getting good booze right. from interrupting Finn and playing his dumb little song. And it didn't efface him one bit. So maybe he's starting to turn a corner in here. The the drifter thing is kind of, eh. I don't know. It's better than a dancing Dominican dude. (laughs) But But,
0: uh, reading it here, uh, Grado, it was during the Maximum Impact Tour of the UK, Grado made an appearance as a masked wrestler and used the guise of Odarg the Great. So it's basically Grado backwards, the great.
1: Okay. Right. I mean, he can be an
0: entertaining guy, but I think it's only because he was a part of British Boot Camp. I think if they brought him up as is, well, and the out like of a nowhere, the like a virgin yeah. thing—that's what, right. what right. That's what did it. But speaking of NXT, uh, from the week prior, somebody came out surprise debut. Uh, Eric Young. Eric Young.
1: That was, uh, you know, some people may not have liked it. I, I for <clears> one, I actually, I'm not a big Eric Young guy, but I, I thought, like, man, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I liked and
0: and his music sucks. I really wish they would change that.
1: Yeah. Hey, speaking of sucking music, Alex Riley's gone now, so we don't have to hear that yeah. dumb <laughs> thing song anymore. We'll get to that in just a sec cuz he had a match with Nakamura last night, but um Austin Aries this past week um he's got a tag match next week with him and a mystery partner mm-hmm. taking on Blake and Murphy. If I had to guess, there's only one there's one of two people it's going to be that okay. mystery partner. Who do you think? It's Austin, Keep in mind, it's Austin Aries.
0: I don't know. Who are you saying?
1: It's either going to be Eric Young or this is how they're going to debut Bobby Roode. I can see that. He said, let me get on the cell phone and make a call. I have a feeling you're going to see Bobby Roode make his NXT debut on NXT TV next week. Um, now, has that already been taped? I don't know. I I do not watch NXT spoilers. Okay. Because I love watching NXT so much that I I refuse to watch the spoilers. I would love for it
0: to be Bobby Roode. It would be awesome. I mean, I don't know if they would do it this way but you know when Austin Aries left TNA he was teaming with Bobby Roode at the time. Yep. So just throwing that out there.
1: It's going to have I hope it happens. I hope it happens. I'm excited. Uh as I said Alex Riley had I guess this was this match you know it's probably taped 3 weeks ago. Yeah, it was, I think it was taped 2 weeks ago, yeah. He had a match with Nakamura and it was for it was you know Alex Riley got some shit in he got some chops in that after the match. Well, I can pull it up on my phone here. I've got the picture. When you look at Nakamura's chest, it looks like he gave you some. Hey, I'm just going to chop you because. I mean, it's not like they're going to fire me anyway. Chops. Maybe I, maybe I didn't save him to my phone. Let me get him on Facebook. And here. A-Rai
0: got pretty jacked.
1: Yeah, you know I kind of think they dropped the ball with um. With with uh, A-Rai. Yeah. Uh, you know it's it's beca- it's bullshit that um. It's been it's bullshit that he got because of bullshit politics. Right, that he is um, where he is. I thought he had a lot of up up. Uh,
0: there's a lot of potential. Lot he of, he was good in the ring.
1: Yeah, he was good in the ring, and uh, you he know, was one of those
0: guys that he he was really crisp in the ring.
1: Right, right. Man, I guess just some you know there's rumors that um rumors of, of something with John Cena right. and stuff like that. Look at the. Chest of. Uh, you can see
0: every single finger. You
1: see, well, not only that, look, you see a thumb. Yeah. Good lord. <laughs> and he's fucking smiling.
0: <laughs> oh, he's not feeling that yet. No. No. Um, well, let him get in the shower afterwards. That's what it's saying. Yeah.
1: You know, some of these releases, you know, Damien Sandow, I think, is the biggest ball dropping because he was over. Oh, as, yeah. As, as the intellect, he was over in everything they gave him the intellectual savior gimmick. Killed it. Yeah. Rhodes Scholars. You know, I love that tag team. Yeah. Miz Dow. I mean, he made it his own thing. Like, I'm pretty sure they told him – they didn't tell him to go out there, like, and sell whatever is happening to Miz in the ring. Or do – you know, I don't know if they told him that or not. If that was just him coming up with it, that's ingenious.
0: If if he came up with that, there is no reason that he should not still be with the company right now.
1: Right. And uh, what else did he do after that? Didn't he do the whole macho – man? he became –
0: yeah, that was very short lived.
1: With him and uh, Curtis Axel as yeah. the mega powers, super mega powers or right. whatever they were. Um you know, anything they did in the WWE, he took it and ran with it. I don't know if they like that because they're trying to give him shit stuff
0: and then, you know so he wouldn't get over. At that one point he just came out as you know, just whoever Whatever city they were in. I mean,
1: he wore a LeBron James jersey right. or something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just sucks. <clears throat> Bad news, Barrett. Another guy. He should have been world champion when he was running with the Nexus. Oh, absolutely. They dropped the ball big time. The core thing, yeah, that was kind of shitty. Yeah. We got who, who was in that? Him. Uh, uh, G- Evan, no, Gabriel. It was him, Heath Slater, Ezekiel Jackson, and who was the dude that did the 450 Splash? Darewolf. TJ, whatever his name is now. Uh, oh, God. George, help me in the chat room. I know you're going to know this guy's name. Uh, George just said, AJ's been pulled from this weekend's live events. So that's yeah, probably not yeah, good. Yeah, I just
0: saw that. He just had some nagging injuries. It, okay. I don't think it's anything serious. Just a rest up. protection projection what, type thing. What
1: was the name of that dude in the Nexus <clears throat> and... He was also the Bunny. He's from South Africa. He got portrayed on...
0: Yeah, that was uh, Justin Gabriel. That's it, Justin yeah. Gabriel.
1: The core was not a good thing. The bad news, Barrett gimmick. Why they took that away from him? I have no idea because that was some of the best stuff he had done. He was killing it.
0: Yeah, the, the core was Wade Barrett, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slater, and Ezekiel Jackson.
1: Yeah, it was a hor That was a horrible stable. <clears throat> I'll get, uh, that one because they broke off over. when
0: CM Punk took over. took over as the Nexus.
1: Yeah, and, and Garrett thing he uh, he killed. Um, what did they give him after that? You know, the League of Nations. Meh, that's pretty much it. He wasn't really doing anything in the League of I Nations. I mean, he had a couple
0: of injuries in that time too. So
1: yeah, I just wish they wouldn't have taken away the bad news bear yeah. stuff because that was awesome. I'm afraid I've got some but bad
0: news. Also, it's not that he was technically released. He he chose yeah to not renew his contract. I think
1: he's going to go back home and he's going to wrestle in England. You know. Probably we see him in progress and Rev Pro. We'll
0: see him again in WWE.
1: Maybe, you know, they, another guy they missed the ball boss with.
0: But they also uh, they released Cameron, which we haven't seen in forever anyway.
1: Yeah, and people were upset about that. Like, how can you be upset? Granted, I'm not happy someone lost their job. Right. But to go call Cameron like she was improving. No, she actually thought you could pin someone on their chest. <laughs> their chest was to I the match, that. and she. <laughs> And, you know, she was this great worker, and she was improving. No, she wasn't. She was just another body in NXT. Right. Now, like I said, I don't like anyone that loses their job, but come on. Yeah. Let's be a little more realistic. You know, Hornswoggle got released. Feel bad for him. El Torito. El Torito, yeah. You know, he'll he'll end up in Lucha Underground doing something. Uh, I thought it was weird Brooklyn Brawler got released after, like, 30 years. Yeah. So that's I wonder if they're gonna keep the guy around as far as if it's kinda like just his character's gone or something like that christian Christian is no longer an active performer, but he's up you te- he hadn't wrestled in two years, yeah, but he's technically retired anyway yeah, yeah um he's
0: he's not released from the show you know the edging Christian right, show right, 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 or any right. of that he's just his wrestling performer
1: contract is up, and rumor is there's more cuts to come, and they're actually saying a top woman may get cut, yeah, it could be uh. You know, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, the unfortunate circumstance with Adam Rose. Yeah, he's... He's gone. He's going to be gone. He's pretty much gone. You know, surprisingly, Jack Swagger hasn't been released yet. He's Crossing still on the roster? Fingers. Yeah. Yes, he is. Shut up.
0: Like, no, it was a serious He had a question. great match
1: at Roadblock. I don't want to hear it.
0: Okay, I remember that match. But he's I still on the roster. I seriously forgot that he was but there.
1: I, you know, Bo Dallas is another one. I'm surprised he's still on the roster, too. Um, but, you know, it sucks. Yeah. It always sucks this time of year when you start seeing releases. And Ryback stuff like may that. be on the Ryback's gone. Merge. And Okay, he I'm, had, i he had
0: some pretty crazy demands.
1: I am not a pro wrestler. I've had a few matches. I'm not a pro wrestler. I never was. And at this point I never will be because my body is too old to try to do stuff like that.
0: You're never too old.
1: Um but call me crazy. You know, Ryback wants equal pay for all the wrestlers. But it's hard for me to sympathize with a guy who made $600,000 last year wrestling. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're not making as much as John Cena. Well, people aren't coming to see Ryback. Yeah. You're a part of the show, but you're not the reason people are. I could, I could go poll 100 people right now. Let's say Raw comes to town again. I could ask 100 different people, are you here to see Ryback? No. But are you glad you're going to get to see him? Eh, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Totally agree with that.
1: You know, Chris Jericho told a story about Triple H making five times as pay as him in a match. That To me, that's a little bit of a different situation because, you know, people may come see Chris Jericho. Now, they may right. come to see Triple H more, but Chris Jericho is just as much of a draw for that world title match as right. Triple H was. But like I said, for me, it's hard for me to sympathize with the guy who made six figures last year.
0: And some of his demands were crazy.
1: Yeah, he wanted like a he wanted them to give him a tour bus. Which any wrestler that has a bus, I believe, was not given to them by the WWE. Big Show bought his he own. Bought his own. Randy Orton, I think, bought his own. CM Punk, I know, bought his own. WWE didn't give that to him. So,
0: see, Ryback wanted having his hotels paid for on the road. Wanted all road expenses covered. And for his deal with WWE to guarantee that if he were to ever be released, he would still be paid the full duration of his
1: contract. Yeah. You can see why when they said no, oh, you didn't give me fair pay. And then Cameron wants fair pay, like, I'm sorry, Cameron. You're not the same type of draw as a Sasha Banks, as a Charlotte Flair, as a Becky Lynch. You once tried to pin a person by putting their chest... To the mat and putting your leg on top of them, and then yelling, count it. And the referee is probably looking at you like, are you (laughs) stupid? Anyway, we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking to Brandon Espy Espinoza. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast. Welcome back. And joining us now on the phone is a wrestler that uh, I've gotten to see a couple times perform over in MEW, one of the best workers I've seen come in. And uh, Brandon Espinoza. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We're really looking forward to talking to you.
2: Oh, no problem. I appreciate you guys having me.
1: So when did – what made you become – or when did you become a fan of professional wrestling? Because I'm going to assume you are a fan before you started wrestling.
2: Oh, yeah. I've been a fan of it since I was about two years of age. Um, You know, I I tell a funny story all the time that, like – you know, when I first started or first started getting into wrestling, um, you know, it was like Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, and, you know, me and my dad were playing around, and, you know, we were, we were playing around, and uh, he ended up slamming me on the bed a little too hard, and I had to wear a neck brace for a couple weeks just because uh, I jammed it pretty bad. So, obviously, at that point is when I realized that uh, this was something I was going to get into, so. <laughs> awesome.
1: Well, what year, What around when did you start getting into it as far as training and stuff like
2: that? Uh, back in 2005, uh, right when I graduated high school um, and I turned 18, I started going to a, uh, a gym up here called the South Broadway Athletic Club. and um, was tra- training under uh, a gentleman named Gary Jackson and then uh, a wrestler named uh, Philly Blunt. Great name. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up training under those two uh, for about a year. And then uh, from there, I jumped over to the Dynamo gym, started training under Dingo. Um, and then from there, you know, Dingo uh, brought in Davy Richards, So I trained with him and Dingo for about six months to a year. Uh, They both left, and then I went back to Broadway, uh, was helping out at the gym there. And, you know, from there I went to OVW for a couple years, and then currently I'm training my own students as well still, as well as being trained under Michael Elgin.
1: Very cool. Very cool. What is it like to work with Michael Elgin?
2: He's a great guy. You know, there's a lot of funny things about him that you don't really know until you meet him and talk to him. Because, you know, a lot of guys in the in the industry, you know, they're very standoffish towards you just because of the fact that, you know, everybody's in this nowadays compared to, you know, the 80s and 90s where it was very, very secretive and how to get into it. So, you know, they see a lot of guys, and, you know, a lot of guys just kind of, you know, shouldn't even be in there. So, you know, they don't they don't give a respect very quickly. So, at first, you know, he was very standoffish towards me. It might have just been because, I think his uh, wife also still remembered me from when I started and I was very much of a big fanboy, quote unquote, and maybe that was wrong. You know, that's probably what didn't help my situation. But since then, his wife and him have opened up a little more and they realize that I'm trying to do this as a, uh, a career and not just, you know, want to be next to all the guys and, you know, get autographs and pictures, which I never did, but you know, that's how they, they perceived me at first. So, but he's a great guy, jokes a lot, hilarious guy to talk to, um, you know, I, I, I gave him big props and all the stuff he's accomplished, you know, being in New Japan right now, um, you know, his continued success at Ring of Honor, um, you know, and I know what else he's, uh, you know, going towards as well, and it's just uh, a great guy to be around. He's definitely helped my career a lot, and I, I give him uh, major props and everything he's done with himself, as well as the major props and what he's helped me learn as well.
1: Very cool. Now, you said you wrestled in OVW?
2: Yeah, I wrestled at OVW uh, during the Impact developmental years. Um, and I wrestled there every Wednesday for their TV tapings, uh, all the Saturday night specials, uh, which is like their you know i pay per views that they do nowadays on uh, through iTunes. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also did a couple of house shows here and there. But you know, I like the rest of the guys. I uh, I didn't do full out training with like Rip Rogers down there. I did more of the TV training with uh, you know Al Snow. And so I didn't do a lot of the uh, the indie shows just due to the fact that I was. Uh, Booked elsewhere because you know I've been working for six years and I don't want to drop all my indie bookings on the weekends. And they were completely okay with that, um, and I was completely okay with that with the fact that my character was getting over on TV. So, uh, you know, I, I was there for about two and a half, three years, had a lot of fun, and then just unfortunately we, we stopped doing business with each other once the Impact uh, days were done. And um, you know I'm looking forward to going back there, hopefully you know for a month or two during the summertime this year, and then uh, you know seeing what it goes from there. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely enjoyed being there, and it was a great place to be.
1: Now, Al Snow has trained a lot of wrestlers over the years. What kind of what information or how did, what, what all type of uh, knowledge did you get from him?
2: He helped me uh, learn how to uh, work more of a TV-style-based uh, match, uh, just because, you know, we did have our TV tapings every week. Um, you know, they're only hour-long shows, and they didn't want to have to edit too much. Um, you know, and so they just could input, you know, their commercials and, you know, their own Ion over there. Um, you know, so that was, you know, they got a nice little TV deal in that area. They're right on. They, I think main events still shown over there are are, uh, superstars, one of the two, and they come on, I think either right before or right after it. So it's like a two hour block of wrestling for them. And they're, they're, uh, you know, they're partnered up over in that Kentucky area. So, but, uh, he taught me how to work more of a TV style based match. Uh, he helped me out on learning how what the the real meaning of heat is in a match, um, and he also helped me develop the, the character that I did there for a while, as well as like the character I use for Harley Racist promotion up here, World League Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's really helped me input the character into matches, how to how to cut a better promo, how to do more of a TV based uh, product, and not just be wrestling.
1: Uh, the first time, one of the first matches I saw you come down in the MEW. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is this guy is drawing some major heat. There's a larger gentleman that you and him seem to go back and forth a lot with at MEW. But, Amanda, what is different about the way you draw heat? Because you get really good heat any I've seen you in MEW.
2: Oh, and, and what, what was the question? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs>
1: Well, uh, I was explaining it when um time I've seen you wrestle in ME, MEW, there always seem to be this larger African American gentleman that you two just spar back and forth throughout your match and all, all your stuff. And I just want, like, what is your style, or how do you, how can wrestlers get heat like you get at least in MEW, and I'm sure you get that everywhere else you go too.
2: Well, the thing, the, a lot of the things the guys got to realize is that. You know, a lot of boys, a lot of the guys in the back, they're either doing it for one or two people. They're either doing it for the boys in the back, which you're not, that's not who's paying. Um, or two, they're trying to do it for the whole crowd. What they don't realize is when you, when you think of the whole crowd as a picture, it's a lot harder to get the whole crowd into a match at first, but if you find that one crowd member that's either heckling you or is into that match whether you're a good guy or a bad guy, when you get that one crowd member to be really invested into who you are the slowly it just does like a wave effect. you know when you drop a you drop a rock in the middle of the, in the middle of the water you know it does that ripple effect. Well that's the same thing. you find that one person you throw that rock at them, and then ripple effect happens. So when that one fan, starts heckling you and you start heckling back next thing you know his buddies are into it then you next thing you know his kids are into it and then the next thing you know everybody around him slowly gets more and more into it so then not, now that you don't have to concentrate just on him now you can concentrate every side of the ring so everybody's getting equal attention and then you know you're able to get them all invested and once you get them all invested now you've already got now you've got them in the palm of your hand
0: that is a great philosophy like i <laughs> i truly just learned something right then
1: yeah, no, I've never really had anyone explain to me the best way of gathering heat. And when you see Brandon do it, it it just seems like it's just so natural for him down there in at MEW and SGWA. Where all have you gotten to travel to?
2: I've traveled all around the country. Um, I unfortunately haven't gone further uh, further west than uh, like the Kansas area and like Minnesota area. <laughs> But I've um, you know I've gotten the opportunity to work a lot for Ring of Honor uh, through Elgin's connections as well as I had my own for a uh, for a little bit in uh, 2010. Um, but I've done a lot with him, like I've wrestled for Ring of Honor in Atlanta, uh, uh, Detroit, Dayton, uh, Minneapolis, St. Louis. Uh, you know, you know, in, in Knoxville and Nashville, I've gone with them as well. Um, so you know, I've wrestled with them for a lot in those areas. But I've also been able to get myself booked, um, you know, all throughout the area too. I've booked myself before. I've gotten uh, down in uh, down in Georgia myself before I've gotten over in North Carolina. I've done West Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, you know um, anywhere basically South Mississippi, Louisiana, you know Arkansas, uh, you know I've done a lot of the in Midwest area in like mostly the southern midwest. Um, but i've've you know I've traveled I do two to three shows a week uh, since in my ten years I've had over a thousand matches.
3: Wow. so you know Damn. I've
2: uh, I, I get myself out there as best as I can as well as get my students out there and help them out as well. So I've, I've done a lot and I, you know, I want to do more and hopefully I can do more. Uh, You know, I'm only 28 years of age. So I'm, you know, as old as I feel, I'm actually really, really young in this still. Um, So I still got to, you know, five, six years to really push towards getting a bigger opportunity uh, to happen. Uh, and then, you know, after that, if it doesn't happen, there's still those opportunities. I mean, you can look at guys like AJ Styles, who just got signed by WWE at 38. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's a phenomenal talent. You know, no pun intended on that. But, like, you know, he's uh, he, he's, he's, he's phenomenal, and he's he's 38 years of age and just got signed by WWE. You know, they obviously never worked out in the past. And you could say it was on his part, or you could have said WWE didn't want him. You never know. Um, but, you know, obviously, if WWE really wants somebody, they're going to get him. So obviously, you know, it took him till he's 38 to get in there, and you know, he's, uh, you know, obviously he gives he gives younger guys that are you know in the upper part of the younger years, you know, the belief that hey, this might you know, I still have an opportunity, you know. And Elgin, prime example is Elgin. Elgin's you know my same age, and you know, he just got to New Japan this year, even really with his uh, with his credentials behind him with Ring of Honor and I W A Mid South up here and any other promotion he's worked for, and he just now got into New Japan mm-hmm. at the age of 28. And- you know, so I mean. It, it's still – I'm still real young, and I, I, I still want to get out more. But, you know, to answer the question, yeah, that's, that's I've been all over the Midwest and all over the uh, southern Midwest, if you want to say, or the southern states as, you know, we call it as that territory more than anything.
0: Well, over your career, who are some of the your favorite people to work with in the ring?
2: In the ring, um, when I was doing my feud at OVW with Paradise before we became uh, a partnership over there, I loved working with him. He uh, he really opened up my eyes, like Al did, with on how to – do more of a storytelling match than just let's go out there and wrestle each other. Um, You know, I really enjoyed working with him. Um, My first trainee, Ace Hawkins, that actually won the PWI rookie of the year uh, back in 2011. um, I really enjoyed working with him, whether it's in the ring as a partner or in a match, Uh, we just really flow very well together. Um, You know, I I still continue to like working with a a, a lot of my trainees because they trust me, you know, and I can, I love watching how they grow. And uh, I've worked a lot with a guy named Demarius Jones up here. Um, you know, I've gotten to do some, uh, matches with Eric, uh, Eric Wayne down to your guys' area. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I think me and him are starting to click very well together and I enjoy working with him. And it, um, it, you know, I, what, what's up?
1: Oh, uh, well, I was just gonna say, it was interesting cause I saw one of those matches at MEW and it almost seemed like you really didn't know who to root for and who to boo in that match. Like Eric, you know, you're trying to throw Eric off of you. He grabs a hold of your beard and people are kind of cheering and then. You know it, it was really interesting to see the uh, the uh, dynamic between you two.
2: Yeah, well, the cool thing about that is like I got so much heat over there that a baby face can do something dirty and they can get they can get a <laughs> cheer for it just because people think I'm just a total hole, and which I'm not. but that's how they believe I am, and which is fine because that's the you know persona I'm you know portraying, but it's it's great that I can get a baby face even if I haven't cheated in the match. The babyface can cheat and he can get cheered for. But if I did the same thing to Eric Wayne, I'm sure I'd get booed out of the building just for doing the same thing. <laughs> so it's, it, it is cool to be able to do that, but it's, it's great to know I have that big of an impact on the fans down there.
1: That's awesome. Sorry, and I'm sorry I interrupted you there. Who else? Um...
2: Oh, I mean, that's, that's, that's about it, man. I mean, I, I have other guys I like to work with. Um, you know, I, I don't get to work with them very often, um, but a lot, of, like I said, I really love working with my trainees. Um, I really enjoy working with uh, my fellow uh, classmates in Elgin's class as well, uh, mm-hmm. guys like Paco Gonzalez or Danny Adams. Uh, one of the guys I train that's also trained by uh, – El- that's training under Elgin, um, who just came back from the U- from the U.K. Um, his name's uh, Kevin Lee Davidson. Um, I really enjoy working with him because me and him have a good dynamic. And even though he's a big guy, I can still pick him up and whatnot. I mean, he weighs like <laughs> 340 pounds, and I can still pick him up on my shoulders and squat him and – throw him around himself so it's, it's always fun to work with him um unlike other big guys that i've worked with he's willing to take the moves from me just because he knows i can control him i mean my deadlift I, I got a pretty good deadlift and a pretty good squat that he knows about so he knows i'm not going to drop him
1: there is it. what was that? i just had a question
2: oh <laughs> tell us a little bit about your school where do you where, where is it at um it's in st louis i i am a, i am from st louis i live here um i just got done with my class i actually had a cancel it a couple of minutes early just so i could get uh, call you guys but um (laughs) i I originally trained uh i originally was uh took over the school that i started at about five years ago uh south broadway athletic club um we're in partnership with uh mid-missouri wrestling alliance which is is a company that i help book for up here um it's probably the biggest drawing company we have we get somewhere between six to seven hundred people every month that we draw really um you know we Mm -hmm. we what's up i said i just said
1: really that's incredible
2: yeah, it's standing room only, um, you know, every month, even in the bad months of like May and, you know, June, July, and then December, we still get a pretty good draw. Um, the fans are invested in what we do there. Um, so but those, my students, they normally go there. Uh, unfortunately, we've got a pretty big roster now with my students as well as other guys that have been part of the company for years. Um, but now currently I am partnered up over at Dynamo Pro Wrestling, and I uh, help train students there. I train my guys that come to me as well as anybody that wants to do some training with me from their their company will come in. And that's uh just literally it's funny, it's like a whole block up the road from the original building I was training at. Um, but we we lost the building that we were training in for South Broadway and then uh promoter Jim Yunt opened up his school for me and my guys and so I train my guys over there and uh with the with the consideration of uh consider uh you know training any of their guys that want to come in as well.
1: Very cool. Is um there anywhere people can go to look those schools up?
2: Yeah, if you go on uh you can uh if you go to uh, the the South Broadway uh the South Broadway wrestling page, they'll have my training info up on there. Uh it's on Facebook as well. Uh as well as you can no uh, if you go to Dynamo Pro Wrestling, you can find their if, if you type in Dynamo Pro, it'll give you their address, it'll give you their where they're located as well as their website. Um as well as they have their own Facebook page as well. Uh it's just Dynamo Pro Wrestling or MNWA Wrestling is what we have our Facebook page for.
1: How much uh you know, I know you're probably working a lot, but how much actual time do you get to sit down and watch wrestling?
2: I unfortunately, I don't watch a lot of wrestling. I need to. I should. It helps. You know, that's one of the big things Elgin wants us doing is to uh, is is studying. You know, the art, obviously. Um, and I wish I could watch more, and I should, but I just I, I do so much wrestling as it is each week that like I I also love other shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you know i'm a huge comic book fan and so i always got to watch you know my flash
3: yeah. my arrow
2: my dc Legends, supergirl you know i gotta watch those shows and you know i normally go out to a movie once a week as well so you know i gotta get i gotta escape wrestling somehow and um you know i don't watch too much of it i watch it on the road or if one of my buddies or one of my guys tells me hey man you go watch this match or elgin says guys you need to go watch this match i'll watch it you know to study what's going on but unfortunately i don't get to watch too much um I do watch whatever indie show I'm on. I normally sit and watch most of the show just because I like to see what everybody else is doing to make sure I don't do it in my match, which helps me let me see what they're able to do. So when I do wrestle them later on, I know what the stuff they already do, and it's easier for me to go, hey, man, I know you do this and this and this, so that's what we're going to do. Well, tell me,
1: you know, this. I thought, and I'm, I want to go because I'm a big comic book geek too. I want to go into this past episode of The Flash this week. Did you get to see it? Yeah, yeah, the one where he was in the Speed Force, dude. Was that not one of the best episodes of this show so far?
2: Oh yeah, well you got you got to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Kevin Smith is just yeah. one amazing director, and the way that he got that uh, that that episode to come across, you know, uh, was just amazing. I and you know it was great. Uh, how they put it together and it's um, I thought it was a great explanation on how to give him his powers back and I just I thoroughly enjoyed it and I can't wait for the you know the final two episodes of this season
1: me too I, I love flash I, I don't miss that I don't miss arrow and I don't miss DC is
2: just killing it on TV this year oh yeah definitely I mean Marvel's got the, the, obviously has the movie universe. DC definitely has the TV universe. I mean, I don't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. and I don't watch, you know, the stuff that's on Netflix for Marvel. I mean, I heard it's good, but I've watched a couple episodes of, of, of Daredevil and it doesn't it doesn't capture me like Flash does or Arrow or, you know, DC Legends or even Supergirl did. Um, so, you know, I definitely give DC the uh, vote on, uh, you know, TV. And obviously, you know, I love Batman versus Superman, but Marvel knows what they're doing in movies.
1: Thank the Lord! Someone else enjoyed <laughs> Batman
2: versus Superman. I love that movie. You, well, you know why most people don't like it, and I, I tell this to every all the people that I listen to that complain and bitch and moan about it, is they're like, well, it didn't follow the comics. Well, why are you coming in expecting it to be the comics? Right. You know, because de- you love Marvel so much, but Age of Ultron didn't follow the comic book series. No. Neither no. did Civil War.
1: Not really. You know, What's up? Not at all. Not at all.
2: No, not at all. I mean, Age of Ultron in the comic books was more like, more like Days of Future Past, if anything. I mean, Wolverine was almost the main character of it. And then, you know, and then I'm currently reading the Civil War to see what they did, but it's obviously nothing like the current one. And um you know, a lot of people they expected Batman to be Batman or he doesn't kill. Well, technically he didn't kill in the movie. He shot the the objects of uh of mass destruction that were that the, the, the villains were holding. Unfortunately, if they blew up and the villain was there, not his problem. You shouldn't be standing close to a bomb. <laughs> you know, um that that's that's the mentality that the director gave and it makes perfect sense. If I see a gun in your hand and I don't want to kill you, I'm obviously going to aim for the hand with the gun in. If you move and it hits you in the chest, not my fault. You moved. <laughs> you know, um, shouldn't that, have a gun pulled on me anyway. You know,
0: and, what's up? <laughs> Shouldn't have had a gun pulled on me anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, there you go. So you know, it's just the people—they they expected too much of the comics, but you know, they but they don't think of that with Marvel. You know, I love Marvel's movies; they're great. I'm, I'm not going to lie; they're great, but they don't ever follow the comics at all. So why is it that DC needs to follow the comics just because Batman's been around 75 years, Superman's been around 75 years, and Wonder Woman's been around 50 years? Why do they need to follow it, but Marvel doesn't? Go in with an open mind. Don't think yep. Yep. of Dark Knight. Don't think of the previous Superman movies with. With uh, with Christopher Reeves or Brandon, whatever his last name is, that now plays Adam. Um, don't think about that series. You you got to think of it from the get go. That Man of Steel was the first movie of this universe. Yes. So go go from there. Yep.
1: You know, I, I'm going to say this. I am sick and tired of people whenever they talk about these most recent Batman movies. Oh, what do they have to do that? stupid little growling voice blah 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 like that's that's just reaching for something just to say negative about these movies
2: yeah that's that's the whole point and if they ever watch the cartoons which everybody loves batman does the same thing when he's in when he's in the suit and uh, on the cartoon yeah you know and i i love the way they explained it so in batman vs superman that it's actually a voice modifier that um alfred made for bruce so I love that, that they finally showed that. And when it finally got hit, he no longer had the deep voice.
1: Are you, are you excited for Suicide Squad to come out later this year?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely looking forward to Suicide Squad. I, I think Jared Leto is, uh, is uh, going to be an amazing Joker. I uh, love the way he does the laugh. And I think, you know, he really got into that character, um, you know, kind of like Heath Ledger did. Uh, obviously, it's a different version of it. Um, you know, and, and then people, again, got to realize Joker has never been the same. Right. You know, he's always different, yeah. you know, and just like they explained it on Gotham. If you watch that that show, that, that Joker is more of a philosophy than it is a single person. Yeah. You know, and so I think Jared Leto going to be an amazing, uh, amazing Joker. Um, I think who's playing Harley Quinn is killing the role with the trailers. Um, you know, I, I, I don't I know a lot about the other characters, but I mean, I don't know as much because they're not as main characters as, you know, Harley or joke is, or even, you know, Batman will be in the movie too. But I, I, I definitely can't wait for that. I can't wait for, um, age or for apocalypse to come out at the end of the month. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's huge, 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 huge year for comic book movies. I,
1: I tell you, Brandon, we may have to get together with you and start a comic book movie podcast. <laughs> Cause I think we could talk about this. I'm fine with that. <laughs> well, Brandon, where can folks find you on social media?
2: They can find me. Um, I'm on, uh, pretty much almost all of them. Um, Except for like Snapchat and stuff like that. I don't have yeah, that. Yeah, I have yeah. uh, Twitter, um, which is at the underscore B underscore Espinoza. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, my name on there is Brandon Espinoza. Pretty sure you can find me at facebook.com slash forward slash the Brandon Espinoza. Uh, my YouTube page is youtube.com slash the Brandon Espinoza. Um, those are the easiest places to find me. Uh, for a while, I was updating matches every, month, every week. Um, unfortunately, I slacked on that lately. Um, but I will hopefully start putting more stuff up there here soon. Um, I'm always on Twitter posting my matches and whatnot, or if if promotions do have the the links for me, I'll post them on there. And Facebook, um, I don't really get on it much, but you can see my tweets on there as well if you don't have Twitter.
1: What all shows coming up you want to plug?
2: Oh, man, I've got, well, i wrestle wrestled, like I said, two or three shows a week. Um, you know, I've got IW mid South coming up. I've got uh, my company MMWA that I've uh, booked for uh, coming up uh, Saturday. Uh, Dynamo Pro, uh, where I just won the uh, Missouri Wrestling Revival uh, Missouri Championship last week. We've got another show on the 28th uh, over at the Ready Room down in St. Louis. Um, over in East Cardinal, i got SICW. Uh, I should be coming back down to SGWA down there in South Haven, Mississippi, here uh, here soon. Uh, hopefully tomorrow things work out ride-wise. If not, then it will be in a couple weeks. Um, you know, then obviously I'll be, uh, be in the locker room for Ring of Honor here in St. Louis and Collinsville in a few weeks as well. Uh, hopefully I get back on that. Um, as well as uh, those are the major companies that I work for. Um, you know, they kind of take up a lot of my time. Um, hopefully N.E.W. will have me back once they uh, start getting up and rolling again. Yep. Um, but that's basically what I'm doing right now. If you do want to see my matches and where I'm going to be, I do have them on Facebook, all my bookings on, in the about me section, as well as other little trivia facts about myself as well. And I,
1: I forgot to bring this up. Um, and I saw this cause I wanted to be sure I was following you on Twitter, but you made the official PWI top 500. Yeah. For seven years, seven years, seven years. That is that's quite yeah. an accomplishment. Oh, Congratu- yeah. Congratulations on that. I, I sorry I left oh, that maybe. out. That that's a that's a big honor, I would think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate what Pro Wrestling Illustrated's done. Um, you know, obviously the first year was a little more exciting than you know the seventh year. <laughs> um, I, I really appreciate the fact that they, they they keep me in it, and um, you know, and I'm able to you know promote that every every year. Um, you know, I I appreciate that they think what I do every year helps out the Midwest team. Um as well as, you know, the wrestling scene in general. Uh, but yeah, I've been in there for seven years, um, and I appreciate everything they've uh they've put in there for me.
1: Well, Brandon, man, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to us, man. This has been a fun interview and I'm I'm glad we got to geek out with one of our <laughs> one of our guests for a time. Yep, no problem. I do appreciate it. All right, man. Well, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, man. Sounds good. We'll be right back. You know, when I was watching NXT the other night, when that music hit, the crowd got lit. I mean, mm-hmm. people love American Aqua. Welcome back to the Oversell Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Brandon S.B. Espinoza. I'm just happy we got to freaking just start uh, talking comic books with the guy. Yeah. I could talk comic book TV shows all week.
0: Wait, we've, we've got a whole other podcast we can do now.
1: We may have to, he may have to be involved. Yeah. may have to send him a mic, a microphone, Not uh, not you. Yeah. yeah th- just
0: just send me around. Uh, yeah.
1: A <laughs> couple other... Uh, s- s- Mike didn't get a chance to watch it, so hopefully he's going to go next week and watch Camp WWE. But it is some of the funniest stuff you could ever see, and it's on the WWE Network. It's TV mature, so our listeners with t- kids may not want to watch it because there's quite actually a little bit of cussing on it. Like, Vincent Mann cusses a Sweet. lot. You know, I, these aren't spoilers or stuff like that, but our, I'll say this. our truth is, like, the level-headed camper of <laughs> all of them. <laughs> like, he is the one with common sense and shit like that <clears throat> of all the people. And, like, Undertaker is goth.
0: I can see that. That makes sense. Goth
1: emo. Um, you know, the Bella Twins are kind of stupid. John Cena is just the good kid at camp. Right. Um, you know, uh, Ric Flair is a pervert. Imagine that. I mean, he humps, I think in the first episode, you know and I'm going to spoil some of this stuff for you. And, and
0: they've shown some of this on right. the commercials for it.
1: He he has humped a rock. He has humped...
0: <laughs> Not the rock, right?
1: No. Okay. No, he he did hang out with the rock in okay. the episode. But he has humped a rock. He has humped a bear. He <laughs> has humped a tire swing. Okay. And it was great when he saw the bear and he, he runs into his cave and you just hear, woo, 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 <laughs> woo, 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 woo. And he just... It, Vince is like okay. So first episode, Vince comes out and he asks um, uh, Triple H and uh, George says in the chat room, Mark Henry. Mark Henry is a they're all kids at camp, right? Right. right. He's bald and has his beard.
0: Makes sense. And yeah, can, yeah, I can see that.
1: <laughs> so as a kid, Mark Henry. <laughs> but anyway, Vince asks um, Stephanie and Triple H, who are not voiced by the characters, but Vince is. But they are counselors at the camp.
0: Because yeah, they're like teenagers or something, right? Right, yeah, right. Okay. They're, the ca- they're counselors.
1: Yeah. And he asked them what the, cla- uh, the camp gossip is. But then he says, oh, I don't want to hear you talk. So I'm going to drown out these voices by listening to famous explosions. And he like you hear this boom in his headphones. He's like, oh, Mount St. Helens. <laughs> <laughs> and the best one, he's like, oh, the Hindenburg. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just, he, he's, he's lampooning himself. And it's great. I don't know how Seth Green talked him into doing some of this stuff, but
0: it's, yeah, I mean, it, if, it's if hilarious. If Vince thought it was funny, if any of it was funny, and then Vince like, was going to run with it.
1: Here's and here's another, I'm, There's a story out there, and I think Jim Ross told this story, and this tells you Vince has a sense of humor. It's very strange. One time, Jim think about burritos. No, okay. One time, Jim Ross and. Um, Gerald Briscoe riding in a car together, and apparently Jim Ross farted, and it made it was so bad that it made Briscoe want to throw up. <laughs> well, they tell Vince this, and Vince thinks it's the funniest thing, so he came hanging around Gerald Briscoe, hoping to fart to get him to throw <laughs> up. Well, he tries too hard. I know and, where this is going. And he Craps his pants, and he has to go out there and be the Mr. McMahon character on live television. So he tells the cameramen. Like don't shoot from below my waist because he shit his pants and he's you know he's wearing some suit so I, I don't and I don't see Vince McMahon as an underwear guy for some reason like, <laughs> that would just affect his strut you know like if and if he does he's a tidy whitey guy.
0: Well, I mean, there was a few times you've seen him in the tidy whiteys, you know, during like the Vince McMahon Kiss My Ass Club oh, yeah, and any kind yeah, of stuff yeah, like yeah. that.
1: So yeah, he is a tidy whitey guy. I don't know. Just go watch Camp WWE. It is so funny. Just and all the characters are just. Just great, like Big Show is just the big kid that likes to eat everything. Like he ordered a hot dog pizza, and like there are actual hot dogs and buns on the pizza, and he was just shoving them in.
0: That's a new snack <laughs> that I just. Oh yeah. wow!
1: The Rock, you know, comes in. And he's basically it, it. It was the Kid Rock, and he kept talking to him about himself <laughs> it was in the Kid third Rock? <laughs> no, he wasn't Kid Rock. Uh, you know they. You know there's still a lot of characters we've yet to see or hear, but right. We've heard the Bella's. They they've
0: posted a lot of pictures of like yeah. the you know the wrestler and their character.
1: The Steve Austin kid is hilarious. Like uh, they're playing kickball and he's like, he, and his this is an inner monologue and Steve Austin says, "I didn't know they stacked shit that high. <laughs> Guess I'm going to have to kick that mountain of shit goodbye." <laughs> and, and and Steve Austin on his podcast said that. He's like, and he said you, the way he said it, it was in jest. He's like that stone cold character is horrendously voiced. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny as he's an eight year old, but he still drinks beer. Makes sense. And he does that the whole and he and he does the ah, turns them all up, and it's
0: he does the whole beer bash. Yeah,
1: yeah, it it is so funny, and you know, he just yeah. Dana Brooke, we got to see her debut.
0: Yeah, she showed up.
1: Yeah. Real interesting, but I, I get. At first, I was upset because Bailey hasn't been called up yet. But with t- I think Tamina and both Tamina and Naomi are out with injuries, so these are you're going to be your replacement heel women. Right, and that's great. You know, it, well, not great that the other two are out because of injury. But right. Emma's an awesome heel. Yeah, she has really turned it up in NXT with this new character. Absolutely. Um, and Dana, uh, Dana <laughs> Brooks, I think has gotten a lot better. You know, but I don't think you know, people like to shit on her and stuff like that, but you know what? When she comes out there, she gets the reaction that people want as a heel. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And and going back to the whole Bayley thing, I actually read today the main reason Bayley hasn't been brought up is because there's not they don't see another top babyface diva that makes or whatever sense. You, or you know, okay. women's wrestler now. We don't want someone in NXT.
1: We don't want someone brought up just for the fact that they're brought up. Right. You know, you want them in a story, you know um
0: but th- they're saying you know if they take her away from NXT there's nobody that can really fill her spot right now
1: right that that's saying a lot about her a, character and she's got a match with Nia Jax next week on NXT When I yep. bet you that's going to be and a speaking match. of NXT
0: something I've wanted to mention uh was it Ty Dillinger yeah his neckbreaker is so great
1: it's a, it's a 10 it's a perfect 10 yeah. I, I love mean, i love his entrance
0: the just throwing him, you know, dropping him down and doing the neck breaker across the knee. The match he had with Austin Aries a couple weeks ago, just just watching that move, just that looks devastating. It's one of the few moves that actually looks like oh shit, you know, he, that person, you know, could be hurt.
1: Uh George in the chat room says Dana and Emma complement each other's weaknesses perfectly. Uh, and uh, you know, I think Emma's just never gotten a fair shake on the main roster. I don't nah, I don't think she, she, she has it. many weaknesses. I mean, I thought she's always been good on the mic. You know, Her problem was getting paired with Santino when she came up, and and
0: another one that got released.
1: Another one, yeah, and you know, it's further proof that dumb dancing gimmicks just aren't long-term gimmicks. Yeah. Now that she's good luck, no way, Jose. Exactly. (laughs) You know, look at (laughs) Fondango. Um, you know, you're gonna have no way, Jose. Uh, Who else has had uh, Emma, the dancing gimmick for her? Uh. There's a there's a couple other
0: the whole Emma thing was over though in NXT but
1: yeah it wasn't she wasn't paired with Santino right that's that's the problem you know you don't bring her up as you don't I don't know it just that pairing just wasn't right I mean I get that they're both trying to be these goofy characters and George her weaknesses were retail stealing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she just wasn't good at it, was she, Will? <laughs>
0: she <laughs> took it back. She didn't know what she was doing, obviously.
1: Uh, George says her mic skills don't seem natural compared to Dana. I get, and I, I guess I kind of get that, but I think Emma's fine on the mic. She's great in the ring. Oh, dude, I saw... Let me see. I got a. Shh. The George says, the Ascension, we're over in NXT. <laughs> Wait, who? The Ascension. The, the Ascension. They were a tag team. Oh. Uh. Someone told you... Um that hey go out and talk shit about demolition and (laughs) hey i'm gonna play you a quick promo i sent uh in a text today i found this one and and it's uh twitter.com slash trask bryant and you can just look him up on there watch this horrible promo Shut up,
3: the belt and this time pandora it's you march 9th
1: i want that belt yeah you really think that you could beat me? I can do anything. You're not even that tough. You're just all I'm going to kick your ass on all March 9th. Ah!
3: Oh, come on. <laughs> no! What? Okay, now, like... And this time, Pandora, it's you. March
1: night, I want that belt. Yeah. I sent this to George, and I think I. You think really I, think that you can beat said, me? He said, "No, don't play You're it." Anything. You're not even that tough. You just. Oh, I'm gonna oh, kick your ass oh, on March 9th. Oh. That's the worst <laughs> slap. It was the slowest, and
0: the it was like a ginger tap.
1: <laughs> and it's funny because she was a ginger. Uh, yeah. See, <laughs> she, she tapped a ginger. Let's do a Memphis wrestling moment. Like, that was one of those things, like, it was so, it's just, when, <laughs>
0: you know how when you're, like, watching something on TV that you're kind of invested in, like, you know, whether it be, like, a reality show or something, and somebody gets up there, and you know they're they're uncomfortable, and you start to feel kind of embarrassed for them? Yes. That whole scene just did that to me.
1: I'm sure that happened on Tough Enough a couple of times. Yeah. All right, Mike's gonna do our. Because at first off, I thought
0: that was Sarah Lee up there because she no, was smiling so. the whole time and
1: yeah, like she <laughs> when she like when she turned around and looked at the guy, she had a dumb smile on her face. <laughs> and uh, hold on, before we read that, George says, "I repeat, this makes the mustache promo look like Punk's power or pipe bomb." <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the uh, the Rock Jr. that we watched a few months oh, ago. Oh yeah,
1: the one where he the rip off. Well, at least he ripped off the Rock. Yeah. And then
0: he wasn't even the Rock Junior, though. He kept saying the Rock JR.
1: That <sighs> Well, he was, he was the Rock Jim Ross.
0: Yeah, I don't care. He, anyway, that was horrible. Memphis wrestling moment. Okay, Memphis wrestling moment. Going for May 14th, 1984. Mid-South Coliseum. Let's see, we'll start at the bottom. Six-man tag match. Dirty Roads, Brickhouse Brown and Rick McCord versus Port Chop Cash and the Moondogs. The Zambui Express versus Scott Shannon and Bugsy McGraw, Harley Davidson. I guess like the whole.
1: It was just a motorcycle yeah, that came out and punched a dude. Okay, yeah. You know how Kenny Omega wrestled the blow up doll. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah, someone,
1: yeah. Someone, someone got, someone got. Um.
0: Yeah, it was Jim Neidhart.
1: Jim Neidhart got job job to the Harley. Well, the I don't I don't know
0: if he lost yet. Oh, okay. but yeah. we got that I'm going to guess yeah, that he,
1: he took the job to the Harley Davidson. <clears> it was just a motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. My prediction.
0: Had a return grudge match: Rick Rude with Angel versus Dutch Mantel with Evelyn Stevens.
1: Do you remember what Rick Rude looked like in the day? He had the little bow tie. I mean, he was still a jack dude, but he wore the he looked He looked like a Chippendales dancer.
0: Yeah, I remember. That. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that's what he looked yeah. like back then. Crazy.
0: Special added match: Thomas Marlin versus Jimmy Hart. Nice international title match: Austin Idol versus Randy Savage.
1: That I guarantee you that <clears throat> match was incredible.
0: Explosive tag match falls count anywhere. The Fabulous Ones versus PIT Express. Double main event Jerry Lawler and Junkyard Dog versus Humongous and Ox Baker. Which you know who Jimmy Hart.
1: We know who hum- Humongous was, don't you?
0: Yeah. Sid.
1: Very yeah. good. Just making sure. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. For our listeners that may not know, <coughs> Humongous was Sid Vicious. Yes.
0: Or Sid Justice. Psycho or Sid. Psycho Sid.
1: Or Sid.
0: Or just Sid. Yeah.
1: Or badass powerbomb.
0: Or one of the people that was in the <laughs> the infamous Stormtrooper helmet skit.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. He was he was. He was, in the Shockmaster. Yeah, he was in the Shockmaster. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry oh, yeah. that I di- digress. Anyway.
0: Results. Lawler dogs triumph. those was Lawler comma dogs. Lawler didn't have his dogs there. Yeah. Obviously. They would have won anyway. Yeah, probably.
1: L- Lawler's dogs don't job. Yeah.
0: Jerry Lawler and the Junkyard Dogs beat Humongous and Ox Baker in the feature event of Pro Wrestling before 5600 last night, the Mid-South Coliseum. In other matches, the Moondogs beat Brickhouse Brown and Rick McCord. Zambui beat Scott Shannon and Bugsy McGraw. Jim Neidhart beat Porkchop Cash, which apparently some of that changed around. Mm
1: -hmm. That happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dutch Mantell beat Rick Rude. Jimmy Hart beat Tommy Marlin, Austin Idol beat Randy Savage, and PYT Express beat Fabulous Ones by disqualification.
1: Very cool. 5,600 people. Mid-South Coliseum. Crazy. Back in 84. Crazy. Mike, any more news and notes you wanted to talk about? I think I'm about out of stuff. Uh.
0: I think that's it for Tomorrow now. Tomorrow night
1: in SGWA <coughs> out in South Haven, Bill Dundee and Handsome Jimmy Valiant are going to be wrestling. Wow. Isn't that incredible? A lot of punches going to be thrown in that match, I'm (laughs) sure. A lot of punches. I don't think you'll see any flat bat bumps or anything like that. But get out to South Haven, Mississippi, and check out SGWA. Well, as we like to end every episode, we like to do Superstar of the Week. So, Mike, guys in the chat room, ask you, who is your Superstar of the Week? (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to put a little Triple H to it.
0: So am I, am I going Go first? All right, I'm gonna give two since we didn't have one last week. Okay. Uh, for last week, I was gonna say the miracle Mike Bennett. Okay. Because prior to that, he beat EC3. Was the first first to person pin- to pin him, and Mike Bennett's just been on fire ever since he came into TNA.
1: Him but and he Maria is, both. He. Is, and that's what really bums me out because not only is he awesome. But Maria's turned up her game another level oh, in the yeah. ring too, yeah. and they would have been perfect in NXT. Mm-hmm. God, it makes me so mad that they didn't make it there. They, and you know what? You know it could still happen. It, it could still happen. Mikey's not that old. Mike Bennett's no. not that old. He could still make it to NXT. I think Maria
0: a, just turned thirty. I think. Yeah, that.
1: and she is. She's just so incredible in the ring. You need. To, did you have you seen the stuff they've done with her? What they did with her in New Japan when um gallows was in love with her oh yeah yeah that yeah. that stuff yeah. is great and like when he got he looked there and started dancing and aj stopped him he was like it's maria and or he it, turns wouldn't, around, it wouldn't gallows, it wasn't it gallows it, it was it was anderson, anderson yeah. yeah and uh uh but he got aj dancing and aj was a pretty serious character in njpw but for him to dance it was like a pretty big deal for gallows to get him to dance right so so first one was mike bennett
0: then i'm going sammy zane
1: very cool he's
0: had Great matches he's, over the past couple weeks and getting himself into the IC title.
1: He had a great match with John Cena, and he separated his shoulder in it.
0: On the way to the to, ring.
1: Yeah. and Well, actually, <laughs> it went back in and then came back out. Yeah. So he was probably in an excruciating amount of pain and still had an awesome match. Oh, yeah. I love Sami Zayn. And then uh, I've
0: got a runner-up, big cast, just for stepping up on nice. his own without Enzo. Uh,
1: Sandow. Will Tatum in the cha- chat room says, Sandow, he's going to be better off without the WWE. I completely agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? He's going to be back. Da- Damien Sandow and Barrett Wade will one day be back. Yeah. Within, I'll say, four years, they'll be back. George says, EC3 for that Evolve promo. Also, for yeah. Kevin Owens for saying he's going to post negative comments about Renee's dog on Instagram.
3: <laughs>
0: That's some funny stuff, he too. Is the, he is the <laughs> king
1: of social media. <laughs> Something else cool he's doing, though. Him and Tyler Breeze are doing yeah, a GoFundMe for the Alberta Fires and any if you give any amount of money at all it could be 5, 10, 15. um they will both follow you on Twitter and then they'll do something special if you give like 100 or something like right. that. Very cool. You know, one thing you'll say about he, like for as much shit as he talks to people that troll him, you know, he is he's a family guy. You know, he loves his son, loves his wife, knows his daughter. Um and he's just I think he's a a good dude. But he just he just gets the business. Oh yeah, yeah. D- and I got to see uh hi- his son was on up up down down. Nice. H- him and his son. His son was playing Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. <laughs> I think it was probably an emulator right, on a computer right. but still. Like uh uh do you did you ever have a Dreamcast?
0: Never of my own, but that short time I lived with Tommy, he had one. So. Yeah,
1: I had one too. Um,
0: playing Unreal on there.
1: Dude, Unreal was <laughs> Unreal fun. Uh, but he got to. It was cool hearing Xavier Rhodes explain the uh, memory cards for the Dreamcast to Kevin Owens' son because you know you could like, play games on <laughs> yeah, it too. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Me, Superstar of the Week, Brandon S.B. Espinoza. Easy pick. Uh, man, there's a lot of. Chris Jericho, of course. Why not? Yeah, uh, he played. He was a, the perfect heel in that stuff with Big Cass. Yeah, and plus he had. I also want to kind of say Dean Ambrose. Maybe I'm going to say Jericho and Ambrose for for this week, okay. or for last week. Or I don't know. That <laughs> over that, the last couple weeks, like I had no idea what was going on when the lights went out and like some, the jacket was getting all jumbled around. Like what the hell is going on? And then Dean is in the ring. That was. Yeah. When he turned around and looked to the camera, the, uh, Dean looked like a legitimate badass and then destroyed the jacket, which...
0: He avenged Mitch. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. So Mitch.
1: Well, folks, that is it for this week. Thank you to Blog Talk Radio, our podcast host now. Check us out on blogtalkradio.com. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Check out oversellpodcast.com and go to that Amazon link and shop, shop, shop. Mike?
0: Buy stuff too.
1: Buy stuff too. Anything else? Follow us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast. Facebook.com slash oversell podcast.
0: I'm at WolfMike twenty three. I'm still gonna try to
1: tweet more. Yeah, yeah. Just Good. why not? Yeah, why not? It's fun. i am yeah. like tweeting. Folks, thank you for listening. This is the Oversell Podcast.